Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Good morning. Welcome. It is Beamaz and Beamer here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Hope you're uh, taking advantage of the last day of heat for the next few days. Heat is uh, 65 degrees. Yeah. You know, the AC is still on. Oh, geez. <laughs> I forgot. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be kind of a, you know, miserable tomorrow, but that's okay. Because uh, we'll be here to get you through it regardless. Um, as we mentioned, Beam and Bieber on WBEN, and we're talking about getting away. We're talking about summer, and we've heard quite a bit over the course of the morning about a busy Memorial Day travel weekend. It's almost upon us. Where exactly are people going? Uh, Liz Fusco is joining us. She's with Airbnb to kind of give us some insight on what they're seeing, what trends they're seeing as people maybe get back to traveling around the country. Hey, Liz, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. Now, I'm curious that uh, we know things uh, have been so different in the last, you know, going back 16-plus months. What did you maybe see uh, last year that was different than what you'd normally see in a summer? And how are we transitioning right now in your bookings from where we were last year to how people are booking this summer? Yeah, absolutely. Just to put a finer point on what you were saying earlier, you know, we are entering a once-in-a-century travel rebound this summer. Um, And actually, earlier this week, Airbnb announced over 100 new product features aimed to, you know, provide better service for our hosts and for our guests ahead of that travel surge, but also to support as you were saying, a major shift in how people are traveling. We actually conducted a global survey to really study what this new world of travel is going to look like. And one of the things we're finding is that people are going to want to be more flexible. You know, obviously, we've all been remote working, remote schooling, and now people are seeing travel as a lifestyle, something that they can do throughout the year as opposed to just taking one vacation maybe once or twice a year. The other thing we're seeing as well is that people are uh, looking to go to more rural destinations as opposed to big cities. Uh, People want to go to destinations that have access to national or state parks. They want to be outside in the great outdoors. I call it the great escape to rural. In fact, rural bookings this summer are up to 22% of total 
night's book. That's increased from just 10% a couple of years ago. But going back to big cities, again, this idea of wanting to travel and be more flexible, what we're seeing is that people are actually going to be booking longer-term stays in big cities. If you're going to New York City this summer, chances are you're actually staying for a month or more. 62% of summer nights booked in the city are for long-term stays, and the top bookers are actually New Yorkers themselves, suggesting that people from across the state are looking to come to New York City and, and maybe live there for a while as they haven't had the chance to do so before. Is that something you noticed even in the height of the pandemic, people traveling within the state they live, a lot of in-state travel going on, maybe this time last summer, more than what we'll see this summer or even in 2022? Yeah, so that's very a great point. Actually, last summer, we began to see the idea of the road trip returning, right? A lot of nearby states, people looking to discover destinations in their own backyard. And that's something that is definitely still very popular today. The most popular, uh, the, most, the trending searches on our site are all for destinations within 50 to 300 miles of where the guest lives. So these are really, really nearby stays. But I think really what we're seeing this summer is that where people want to go, again, they want to go nearby, but they really want to be in the outdoors. They want to be in rural destinations. A lot of our top trending destinations here in the U.S. this summer are, again, near national parks. Think of Acadia National Park and Mount Desert Island in Maine, or think of South County, Rhode Island, or uh, Whitefish Mountain in uh, the in Montana. These are all the really popular destinations this summer. And actually, that means that Western New York, again, really popular destination near a lot of great natural access points for guests as they think about their trips this summer. You mentioned the longer term booking. So it seems like that trend of people saying, all right, I I still have the ability right now to work from wherever. I'm going to take advantage of that, that that's still going on. Absolutely. We think that is going to go on for a while. Remote working is definitely something that, you know, many people are going to be heading back to an office, but many people really enjoy remote working. They enjoy, again, the flexibility that is created and the ability to be closer to family and friends and not have to live in the same city as their employer. And so those longer term stays are really reflective of people looking to remote work from a destination, maybe closer to their family or in a place they've always really wanted to go. And actually, some of the uh, product updates that we've announced uh, earlier this week are designed to support that flexibility. So, for instance, now with our flexible dates feature, you can actually search for any weekend you want to go away in June or a week-long vacation in July or even a whole month in August. You don't have to put in specific dates to find what you're looking for. It gives you a lot more options as you're searching on the platform. And looking at those more options, I'm guessing Airbnb might be looking for some more hosts or uh, are you guys hosted out? Well, there is definitely no, there is absolutely an opportunity uh, for hosting right now. In fact, I would argue that this is really sort of an ideal opportunity to try hosting if you haven't considered it before, given the pent-up demand we're seeing. And I'm glad you asked, because again, one of the product updates, one of the 100 product updates we announced, it was actually designed to improve the process of becoming a host. Now, you can become a host on Airbnb in less than 10 minutes. It's never been easier. And actually, along the way, you can actually ask our expert hosts for advice. And we also included artificial intelligence into the process to help make recommendations around your price, the title of your listing, or even your photo arrangement so that your listing looks as appealing to guests 
And what we're actually seeing right now are that many new hosts across the world can actually get their first booking after they've created their listing within four days of creating their listing. And uh, for hosts around the world, the average host over this past year has earned about $9,600, which is quite a lot of money, especially given the fact that there's quite a lot of uh, hardship and, and economic hardship out there right now. Yeah. Um, you know, I couldn't believe when I saw some of the uh, notes that Airbnb was uh, passing along that uh, New York, uh, Los Angeles, Seattle, you're looking at some of the most popular destinations on Airbnb. I would think, you know, us living in New York, that people would be going to areas of the country where they're more able to do things, uh, where there's, you know, less limitations on the things they could do. But that's uh, not necessarily what we're seeing. Are, are those the, the top destinations, period, on Airbnb or just seeing maybe the most increase? They're the most popular destinations for long-term stays. Again, what we're seeing is that if somebody's going to a big city this summer, they're going to stay for like a month. They're going to live there. It's part of this trend of people really starting to live on Airbnb. So, yeah, absolutely, there's been a lot of conversation about how to rebuild the tourism economy in cities like New York. And what we're seeing is that that is starting to return, but it's going to look a lot different. It's not going to be, you know, what – Typically, uh, summer travel has looked like are, you know, two people heading to a big city. That's not what it looks like this summer. It looks like a family leaving a big, big city to go to a more rural destination to get outside and get some fresh air. But for those people who are headed to a big city, they're going to stay for a long time. They're going to live there. They want to live like a local, and they're using Airbnb to do that. Liz, I hate to put you on the spot. I'm sorry. But, you know, we know Airbnb has a lot of unique type places. What would you say is the most unique place you have seen on Airbnb? <laughs> well, there are so, so many. If you are putting me on the spot. But I think probably one of the most unique, in my view, is we have a big potato hotel in Idaho. Yes, you heard me right. It is a giant potato that you can actually sleep inside of. It's actually really lovely. I encourage anyone to look it up. And actually, I'll make it even easier for you because one of the other features we rolled out is something called Flexible Destination, and it brings up those really unique places to stay right to the top for you. Because actually, some of our most popular listings right now are tents and yurts and houseboats, even tree houses. Now, with the new product features we've rolled out, you can find them a lot easier. Interesting. A potato or a treehouse? The decision for me is easy. Maybe not so much for other people. Liz, thanks so much for being with us and uh, shedding some light on some of the trends that you're seeing over uh, with Airbnb, people traveling. And we heard about it. It's uh, a big increase in flights that we're expecting to see over this weekend, especially from the holiday. But then not just this weekend, starting this weekend and really going forward throughout the entire summer. And like she said, you know, people still working from home or you found a way where you can still be productive when you're not in the office. So instead of Memorial Weekend, Memorial Day weekend, maybe Memorial Day week, instead of the 4th of July weekend, a whole week, you get the idea. Uh, I think people, A, they've been looking for reasons to travel and this summer definitely going to take advantage um, of probably those more days that, they didn't use last year. Yeah, I don't know. I, I envy people who can do that. You know, if you have that ability to work from wherever, I guess why not, you know, work from wherever. Yeah. Take your work with you. But I I imagine it's like I, I don't know how many people I'd like to see a percentage put on that of people in the area who have that ability to work remotely. I don't think it's that high of a percentage. And I do think it is a lot of people 
pretty jealous of you know oh. everyone who is able to right uh, do that. I, I mean, that's I, I don't. I'm trying to think. You know, everybody I know, even if you are working remotely, uh, there's only a couple people I know who can do that full time somewhere else yeah uh that don't need to be here for something either you know a meeting that happens every now and then um or to stop in you know once or twice a week in the office or or do something along those or they're just they've never left the office um even if you are working at some point remotely everyone i know is pretty much kind of falls into that uh, category where you need to be here there are still some people, though, who this summer are going to have that flexibility, and it's crazy. And also people who uh, they're able to roll over their vacation days. I'm sure they'll they'll be able to enjoy summer just as well, even if they can't work from the road. Uh, Brian, you're getting ready for a vacation. Are you excited to get out of New York State? Excited to go on a vacation that feels uh, pre-2020? Um, You know. Maybe. <laughs> I'm, honestly, I'm not really thinking that much about it. I'm like going away in a couple of weeks, and I've got there's so much stuff going on this summer that I. You've got the busiest summer that I've heard of. Well, there, I, there's. I think it's a lot of people where it's just every weekend. It's makeup stuff from last year. It's uh, all the events scheduled for this year. It's maybe other things that you want to do. I was talking to you know my wife was getting on me for uh, over the past couple of weeks. I mean, you know, bringing up all these things when it comes to uh, going to the Bills game in New Orleans. And that's so far away compared to everything else that we have going on this year. Um, and she's like, well, you're not paying attention to anything else. Like, we have to book a flight to, you know, this wedding that we have to go to. We have to worry about this and this. And all you want to talk about is that. Uh, and I thought about it for a second. I'm like, you're right. I'm like, why is that? And then it came to me. It's like, well, that is the only um trip that I'm taking this year of all the things that is go are, are going on this uh year all the different events that we have and I'm happy to do a, a lot of them are going to be a ton of fun uh, I'm sure there weddings and stuff like that it, it's going to be a fun uh time but that's really the only one that I've chosen to do right everything else is like you know it's a wedding it's a you know a pre-planned trip for this reason or that I mean, there's something that, I mean, like I said, they're going to be fun, but I don't really have a choice of being there. If I said it wasn't going to be fun, guess what? I'm still going to have to go. So that, I think, is why, I mean, there's one trip that I'm definitely looking forward to more than the other ones, and it's the one I chose to go to. Um, And, you know, because of, I think, so many people's uh, summers are like this with events that... I, you might not have any of those. Sure, you know, it's going to be a fun uh, time to go around and do uh, all these different things that didn't really happen last year. But there might be part of you that's like, well, you know, I, I didn't really choose to do it. <laughs> 100%. You ask me what I'm looking forward to, Brian, and I am looking forward to the first Friday in September. Virginia Tech football coming back. That road trip to Blacksburg, I wasn't able to do it all last year. And again, that is something that I am looking forward to because it's something I want to do. It's something. Jim, save this clip. Oh, no. Can you save this clip? <laughs> I'm just saying. He's So we're, what are you looking forward to that you're doing in 2021? And Joe picks the first weekend in September because he gets to go to a college football game. That's right. Two weeks later, he's getting married. Eh, you know, whatever. Secondary on the list. Uh, you know, we'll get to that when we get to that. It's, uh, hey, you know, whatever on the uh, thing. Not that exciting. It's nothing against my wedding, and I'm looking forward to my wedding. I'm looking forward to apparently, getting married. Apparently, you However, are, but not as much well, as. 
I haven't been. I, it has been a year, wink, wink, since I've been to a Virginia Tech football game, and it has been over a year since I've been to Virginia Tech. So I'm excited to get back, back in that stadium, jumping to inner Sandman. Hopefully, a win over North Carolina. Friday night football. I can't wait. And, and that's my honest answer. I'm looking forward to that. After that game, I'll be very looking forward to my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Until that, I'm looking for, all summer long. I'm looking forward to this football game, and then you know, once that's out of the way, the two weeks, then I'll start focusing on uh, getting married. That's I. I just want to make sure we have that clip because that might be played throughout. You know, once a week during the summer, just so we know where the priorities are. I mean. You know, it's good to have that in, uh, I'm, in there. I'm obviously very excited for my wedding as well. You can be excited for more than one thing. You can uh, let us know, 803-0930, if you have any uh, travel plans for the first time in a long time starting this upcoming weekend. And are you like Brian? Because I think a lot of people are like Brian. Their their main objective when traveling this year is getting out of New York State, is going somewhere, maybe Florida, uh, Vegas, well, I'm not, I'm not Ohio. Actually, I'm going, I think I'm going one place, but aside from that, all my events, they're here. You know, they're local. Yeah. They're somewhere in. Um, I, one of the flights I'm taking, I'm going to New York City. I mean, I'm going, <laughs> you know, it, within the state. So I, I would love to be able to uh, get out and kind of go to and that's what a lot of people want some to of do. these things I'm seeing on TV. Yeah. But um, I, not really in the cards, 100% for me. No, but I think a lot of people, their, their main objective when they were planning that vacation a few months ago was, I want to get somewhere out of New York, like you said, Brian, feel like it's 2019, not still 2020. And uh, really enjoy vacation without any of that worrying. And I think a lot of people are going to do that. You've got, as you heard Liz say from uh, Airbnb, you've got a lot of people booking those weeks at an Airbnb. You can schedule months at Airbnb. I, I think you see, for, and I mentioned this last week, driving down Genesee, you see the parking lot to the airport full. It's been a year since the airport parking lot has been full. Drove by it a few days ago, and there are cars in all the parking lots. It's not just a few spread out. You've got a full parking lot at the airport. You've got hotels back charging full price. I mean, people are getting out. People are on the road. People are sightseeing again, and it's really a beautiful thing. Yeah, no, I know you talk about the long-term rentals that we were just talking about, Airbnb. My cousin did the same thing. He just uh, left me, said, see ya. (laughs) He's in Texas until, like, the end of August, uh, where he's – I mean, he – even before uh, last year, had the ability to work from wherever, and that's what he's doing. He's uh, hanging out there. He's having a good time. He's sending me pictures of all the stuff that's going on, and you know that's going to be his summer. So he's uh, long-term, not taking a bunch of different trips or uh, one vacation, but kind of turning his whole uh, work life this summer into a vacation. Admittedly, I am jealous about that, that he is able to take his work on the road. That I am very jealous of. Oh, yeah. I, and like I said, I don't think it's a, a ton of people that, you know, I, I can do that. Uh, somebody chiming in, 803-0930, you can do so on our Volkswagen Vulture Park text board or by giving us a call. Those top destinations. I said I was surprised when we were talking with Liz that you're looking at New York, L.A., and Seattle. Um, somebody said that they're not very nice uh, places. <laughs> I wonder if prices were slashed to make them more appealing. I I don't think that's it. I think there's just way more places available, right? Yes. If you're looking at a you know a website that spans the uh, even if you whether it's Airbnb or like the Hilton Group or something like that, I mean there's going to be more people in one area because one there's more reasons to go there. There's more people there. I mean we were talking about weddings. That's one. 
I, there's a better chance of there being a wedding going on somewhere in one of these big cities where yes. there's a lot of people than there is in, you know, Butte, Montana or right. something like that. Um, <laughs> you, you know, just by nature of it being more people. So there's going to be more places, too. So the top destinations have uh, a little bit of something to do with that. Somebody else saying, I tried working remotely in Vegas. <laughs> Not easy. I, I mean, that does I play into it. You, you do. If you are taking your work with you. You probably need to go to a place where you can actually get that work done and not just focus on the fun stuff. Although I feel like even Vegas, depending on how long you're staying, we're talking depending where you're staying, uh, month or maybe more. Yeah, I some of that wears off eventually. Yeah, there is definitely anytime you take a trip. I mean, some trips it's a couple of days or three days. Some it might be a week, but by the end of it. I'm always ready to get back home. Oh, 100%. You get sick of places in a while. There runs out of stuff to do. And it is difficult when you're on that business call at the craps table. I mean, you do have to step away from the casino floor uh, if you're going to take that Are business call. Are you allowed call. to Zoom allowed on the casino floor? Well, it depends I feel like what table not. you're at. You're not, you can't be at the blackjack table on your on your cell phone. Believe me. I I, I've no, I know when you, when you pull that cell phone out, you got to sit out the hand. Uh, but I'm, I'm guessing some people might have had those, uh, you know, the um, iPhone AirPods. Trying to do a business call while throwing the dice. Yeah, can't doing, be doing something that. like that can't uh, work that well. Well, uh, you can weigh in 803-0930 on WBEN. Uh, what's your summer looking like, and are you kicking it off this weekend? You're listening to BMAS and Beamer on WBEN. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome back. Beamaz and Beamer here on WBEN. And uh, you can continue to let us know what you think of 
your summer vacationing plans. 803-0930. We just spoke with uh, someone from Airbnb who kind of told us a little bit of uh, what they're seeing is in terms of trends, obviously a lot different than last year, but predicting a huge travel rebound. And, you know, Joe, we were talking a little bit about this earlier this morning. You know, when it comes to traveling, not out for fun or anything, but just within western New York, within the confines of our area, we continue to talk about. And I, I wasn't really, you know, aware that it was all three uh, that were kind of uh, facing this, but we certainly know the Skyway. We've talked about oh, a yes. ton of times, and we know the increased attention that's been put on the 33 over the last few years. But then you said also the 198, the yes. Skajakwita, is also kind of in this midst of we're, we're seemingly talking about how you travel from place to place in western New York and getting rid of <laughs> a few major routes um, right now, you know, time and time again. And uh, this is being brought up again today because uh, about an hour and a half from now, there's going to be another press conference at the Skyway where they're going to talk about safety of the Skyway um, is one of the reasons to tear the entire Skyway down. Uh, and that's, you know, it's that's been one of the big issues, I think, and one that might get the most people paying attention. Although I think uh, there are also a lot of people saying, hey, the Skyway's been up for uh, forever, like my entire lifetime, and uh, there hasn't really been a safety issue right. yet. Seems like pretty okay to me. Mm-hmm. Tons of cars drive on, on it every day. Except for when it's windy. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're working. It seems like they're doing work on it every year to to upgrade the Skyway to keep the Skyway in good condition. But but this 198 talk now the same two gentlemen that are talking this afternoon or I'm sorry earlier later this morning are the same two that talked a few weeks ago, Brian, about the 198. And there is an entire organization uh, to get rid of the 198 for the purpose of bringing Delaware Park back together. All right. That's that's a fine idea. Um, and even at 30 miles an hour, the 198, as we heard Kevin Hardwick say, is still how a lot of people that go to school at Madai, Buff State, Canisius travel, or people who live in that area travel to get to the 190 or get to the 33. Now, you're talking, because this is what kind of caught me off guard, is there's been, obviously going on for over five years now, this talk and ongoing effort and then half measure that was actually implemented to make the 198 a parkway, to turn that into a parkway road. But you're not talking about that. You're saying this is an effort to get rid of it altogether, no road at all. Completely get rid of it and bring the uh, bring the park together with the other side. And, you know, I brought this up to the congressman when we talked to him a few weeks ago. And you look at Madai, you look at Buff State, and you look at Canisius. Now look at the roads people are going to have to use to get from those schools back home, from those schools downtown. You're, you're taking out the 198, which means you are going to put cars on Parkside. Have you been on Parkside lately? It's a two-lane road. Even with the 198, it's it's completely congested, especially during rush hour. You're going to throw more cars on that, more cars on Hurdle, more cars on Elmwood, and more cars on Main Street. And, I mean, this has been an issue for as long as I can remember. Main Street after Canisius, you're, you're losing your car's suspension. I mean, Main Street is in awful condition after Canisius. So I think if you're going to talk about getting rid of the 33, the 198, particularly for the North Towns, uh, you got to address Main Street before Uh, you you do do any of that. Regardless of if you do anything to any of the roads that Main Street needs to be addressed, especially in that area. But if you're going to put more cars on it. Yeah, but 
you can have no cars on it. I mean, the road main parts of Maine and Niagara downtown are you know in no shape to even be looked at, much less right. uh, driven on. And uh, you know, you, you look at that, you can't call it a road. And you want to throw more spots. cars on that. But I, it does bring again into the forefront this idea of well, you know, what exactly is going on with the discussion and how connected are these discussions? Because there is a big deal when it comes to how connected these discussions uh, should be and are right now. Because are the my question is, are, are the people who are behind that effort talking to the people who are, you know, looking at options for the 33, which... Uh, some I, I hear less eliminate the 33 as much as I do cover the 33 right. and, you know, make uh, that, you know, a, a kind of entire stretch, you know, where it dips down into a big tunnel or something uh, to that effect. And that's, you know, a little bit different than getting rid of it. But then you have the Skyway, too. And all these things, even though you might not think of them as interconnected, uh, you're not going on one than the other, uh, typically in a drive. They are all interconnected in terms of getting people around Western New York. And there are these other effects, right, um, that come from, you know, everything has a downside, as you say. Um, There's never, you know, a a 100% positive thing. So you don't 100% know the spillover effects of doing one. Now, if you do one and the other, I mean, are you also looking at, Okay, if you get rid of the Skyway, well, what if you get rid of the Skyway and you get rid of the 198? What does that change, if anything? Or or how much traffic does that add to roads? My hope is just that this is all being looked at very closely together and not just kind of in this piecemeal, you know, oh, that sounds good, that sounds nice, and whatever. There would have to be other roads added. I mean, you cannot... We talked about this just yesterday with the stadium talk. I mean, the infrastructure downtown cannot hold heavy volume of traffic as it is. Now you're going to take away the three roads in the city that can handle that traffic, take away the issues I have with the 198 and the 30-mile-an-hour speed limit. Um, But you're going to take away those expressways that can handle that traffic. And anytime you ask, hey, so how are people from the South Towns going to get downtown, people that depend on the Skyway every day, it's, well, we'll address that. Well, shouldn't you be addressing that before you even talk about tearing something down? Shouldn't you address how people from Amherst – and again, maybe if you say we're going to expand the Metro Rail and get rid of the 33, I might listen. But, I mean, that's completely silent now. So how are people from Amherst and the North Towns going to get downtown? Are they going to take the 90 to the 190, go all the way out of their way into Cheektowaga? Are they going to take Main Street, as we've already said, is a huge issue? And now you're talking about volume on a road that's not meant for that volume. I mean, so so many more questions than answers, and this is what always comes up when we talk about these expressways. There's never any answers to the questions. It's just, let's get rid of it and then address it, and that's just no way to look at this. And those questions are always the ones that are there, right? Yeah. You know, uh, when you bring up the sky, the Skyway is the most popular one to talk about. Obviously. We talk about it every year. the Multiple times every <laughs> year because it does come up, this idea of bringing down the Skyway. The governor says – and he, the governor even has now his big drawing that everyone says isn't going to happen of, you know, what the reimagined Skyway is going to look like. The half million dollars. Which, which shows <laughs> the Skyway still standing. We're bringing down the Skyway, but actually we're leaving it up. We're just making sure no one can drive on it, which is like the worst of both worlds, not the best of both worlds, if you ask a lot of people. But that discussion is is one of a couple things. It's one, well, 
you know, do we need the Skyway gone? I don't really see a problem with that. I feel like that is kind of the common um, response that I hear from people is I, I don't see any huge effort to get rid of the Skyway that people are super passionate that this road can't exist anymore for this reason, that reason, and, and much, much more. You know, I do hear some people say, well, I think it might be kind of ugly, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, that might be – but is that really a reason to take down a road that carries a lot of people? I'm not sure. And then the other thing that you hear people, okay, well, take it down. I don't really care that much. But if you do take it down, how else am I going to get from point A to point B? Because the detours that are there now don't really work for me. Right. And that other plan has to be in place, I mean, way before you uh, you know, make any moves to eliminate the Skyway. And we're kind of doing things in the opposite direction, where we've been talking about eliminating the Skyway, but yet it's still really un- unclear on what those plans are going to be the expressway talk is in my opinion very similar to what we were talking about yesterday with stadiums it's not people who live in buffalo talking about a new stadium it's the commissioner it's not people that live in in the in in the south towns it's not people that live uh, on the 198 it's it's politicians that say, oh, this would be nice if we could bring this together without really talking to people that use those roads on a daily basis. Yeah, I would be interested uh, to see a little bit more of the public opinion and the other side of things kind of vocalized. Dave, in Orchard Park, you're on WBEM. What's going on? Hey, guys, it's just, it, it, it's comical when we hear things like this. You know what I mean? Um, you just look at what happened. Remember when they closed on Main Street in Buffalo? And then they turned around how many, after that didn't work and they destroyed all the businesses down there. Then they finally took them how many years to reopen it? Yeah, it's not, it's not even fully reopened yet. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So we have issues like that that they're talking about eliminating another thing that's like, you, you know, like you said, Buffalo can't handle the amount of traffic we have now, let alone if we try to put a stadium downtown or something like that. And now you're going to eliminate the little bit that we do have? Well, I'll, you know, Dave, uh, I appreciate the call. Um, I'll push back on that because this idea that Buffalo can't handle the traffic we have now is, no, Buffalo adequately handles the traffic that we have now. And that would be a reason for keeping these roadways that we have in store right now. I mean, you go to other, that is one of the beauties of living in western New York is that traffic is not a major issue. That's a huge selling point to get people here. You go to other and slightly bigger cities, and it is a nightmare to get from one place to another. And we really do not have that problem almost anywhere here in western New York unless there is some major incident. But, you know, to your point on Main Street, it takes, I mean, it is a major infrastructure change. So if you want to reverse that decision, it, as we see going on right now, that project is taking years and years and years because it costs a ton of money and it's a ton of work to reverse it. I mean, that's something to keep in mind. These things aren't easily reversible. It's not like snip, snap, snip, snap. It's, you know, it's once it's done, it's done. I will agree with you and Dave. I think Buffalo, it's daily traffic. Buffalo handles just fine. Buffalo downtown after an event until I don't think it's still express- that big of a – it's not that bad. If you compare it to other major cities after an event, it's nothing. 
It is nothing. I'm just here saying, in Buffalo. with the expressways, it, 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 it you're right. Compared to other cities, it is nothing. But why take away the reason that it's nothing in those expressways? You remove those expressways, you are going to have more of an issue downtown. I think is what Dave is saying. And to Dave's point of Main Street, you've got sections of Main Street downtown open now, but all that's led to is confusion. People get downtown. Can I take this part of the train tracks, or is this when I have to get off? So I think reopening Main Street has brought more confusion to a lot of drivers downtown. Just look at the sign. What's so hard to figure I've got, out? I've gotten, I've gotten behind people who have been very confused, it's, and it's, it led to me listen, on my horn. You read the sign. If there's a road there, you can drive on it. If it says you can drive on it. We're also talking it, about people who don't understand traffic <laughs> I mean, circles. I don't think it's that confusing. The goal is eventually that we'll be all done. But, I mean, where are you going to? Where's the Buffalo money tree behind City Hall to like complete all the Main Street project in one year? It doesn't exist. It's not going to happen. Right. It's, it's being done as well, fast as it can. And it was it, an awful idea to begin with. Not to, to put the trains above ground to begin with. The whole thing should have been underground. Well, I, yeah, in my opinion. I mean, the closing off of traffic is what you're trying to say. Yeah. To it was an awful street. idea from the beginning. Uh, the Metro Rail. Why did it ever have to come above ground? It's nice to, I don't know, hit all the stops. What? It couldn't hit the, you've got, you've got it underground until downtown. To me, that makes no sense. It well, never so, should well, have. What's going on now is you can have both. I think that's what you're. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have from to be what I've one seen or the downtown, other. You're going to have both. From what I've seen downtown, you have people just as confused as traffic circles at Harlem and Cleveland. Well, at some point, that's your own problem. Uh, Kathy, you're in uh, South Buffalo, and you're on WBEN. Yeah, I have a lot of people that don't understand uh, traffic circles. Oh, Kathy, believe me, we could do a whole show What's, on that. Kathy, what is – help me understand this. What's so hard to understand? Because there's no stop sign. It's just you come to the circle – and everybody knows you put your direction on, hey, I'm going to go around halfway, I'm going to turn right, you know, or I'm going to go all the way around. But people come to that step. If you've never seen one before, you don't know what the procedure is. You don't know and you don't understand that everybody kind of takes a turn and goes. Yeah, you have people that just literally sit there forever and then you've got the traffic backed up from, yeah. from the Kingsington Circle all the way to the 33. It's, it's nuts. It's nuts. But what I want to do is I would like you, and you have the power, and you do have the power, you, you need to convince our politicians that they need to close the Skyway at Lackawanna, at Ridge Road, no more traffic through, stop all the traffic right there for one month. No, no traffic on the Skyway for one month. All the traffic will come down Ridge Road, hit South Park, Abbott, McKinley Parkway. That all funnels into South Park Avenue at Bailey, and all that traffic will go downtown on that road. Now, here's the question, Kathy, and this is where I think opinions differ depending on if you live in the neighborhood or if you're just talking about the neighborhood. Is, Is that a good thing or a bad thing? In your mind, because the way that some people talk about it, restoring traffic to some of these, uh, you know, Abbott or some of the other roads in the city is a good thing in some people's mind. I'm imagining if I live there, I live on that road. Yeah, I could do without all that traffic on my street. I live between there's Mercy Hospital and 72 Public School on one on Lorraine Avenue. Behind me on two streets over is Timon High School. And if you go down on South Side, you have South Park High School. 
all the traffic that comes off uh, that goes over the skyway would have to come it would come over and funnel down South Park, McKinley or Abbott Road, which all converge into back into South Park Avenue down, you know, toward the Tesla plant, but South Park and Bailey, I'm sorry. They converge. McKinley, Abbott and South Park all converge. Now you would have all the traffic coming off the skyway going on South Park Avenue. You know where the Tesla plant is? Yes. All that traffic that travels the Skyway is now going to be forced to go that way. It'll be about time that there's people at the Tesla plant. <laughs> well, it would be a nightmare. It would be a, you would not be able to get out of a side street on, in South Buffalo. You know, Kathy, I, uh, we appreciate the call, and thank you for this, because you bring up uh, something that i, I got to— I got to say before it leaves my mind, as so many other things do, and it is interesting. And I think, and uh, obviously, we'll be hearing from Congressman Higgins, who will be at this event at uh, about an hour from right now at the Skyway, and uh, also hopefully hearing from him tomorrow morning on our show here on WBEN. Is uh, you know, it is interesting to look at. You listen to Kathy's argument, and it is bringing up some parallels to me because that's part of the argument. That I and, you know, he'll correct me if I'm wrong in framing it this way, but he sees that as partially a good thing of restoring traffic to some of these roads that were built to handle more traffic than they see now. I don't know if they're built to handle the volume that you see on the Skyway right now, but they're built to handle a little bit more traffic and that could help businesses along those roads. It would help, you know, maybe things pop up, uh, help development a little bit more in those areas. However, on the flip side of things, he has also uh, argued a lot in the past of something that made sense, uh, Williamsville, Main Street in Williamsville. He's argued for a toll-free zone, which I completely, you know, me and tolls, I think the whole state should be a toll-free zone, <laughs> but I, I completely agree with the toll-free zone that would take you, you know, from the Williamsville toll barrier, um, and, and you, you can bypass where if you don't take the toll, if you don't want to go on the toll and you want to go into uh, that area of Transit Road uh, or that area of Williamsville, you kind of have to go on Main Street in Williamsville. That's tied up traffic. That Traffic there, anyone can tell you any single day, yes. is such a nightmare. And it's ruined the walkability of that city. I mean, there's not places to park. There's not time to park on the road if you, uh, you know, find a place to park. It's not easy to walk around. They had to put those hawk signals along Main Street in Williamsville. So it's almost like a different argument for different areas of western New York, where on one, you want to take traffic off of the road and put it onto the highway. In the other, we're talking about eliminating the highway and putting the traffic back onto the road, where why won't the same problems that we're seeing in Williamsville right. all of a sudden happen in Buffalo? 100%. And you are seeing that that walking traffic, you know, I mean, the pedestrian traffic, it's not there because people go, ooh, the 15 cents that might turn into $50, I think I'll get off here instead of going to uh, I, Lancaster. There, there also is something to, you know, like I said, there's everything has a downside to it. I mean, there's no no free lunch, right? I mean, That's you right. you can't always have it. There is some value into directing some more traffic into some of these areas. So the, I mean, parts of Seneca Street in Buffalo that nobody really uh, travels on down in South Buffalo that are beautiful. They got yeah. uh, some nice businesses there. There's uh, cool places to check out. And I, I would bet you uh, there's a huge part of Western New York 
that has no idea about it. They're never down there. They have no reason. They're always bypassing it on a highway. So there is kind of that argument that I can see. On the other hand, um, you know, to go back to old adages, I, don't fix what isn't broken. I, the, the big question you have to ask is, is it really broken? Where is the huge problem here? And that's what I keep coming back to, especially with the Skyway, is where's the huge problem with the Skyway? Because I don't see it. <laughs> right. I, I, people I talk to don't really see the huge problem. Um, and, and that is still what I'm trying to get down uh, at the bottom of. Maybe, maybe today there will be more answers as to what the huge problem is. Uh, but still, I, I I still don't see it. And as Congressman Higgins and Tim Kennedy, I, I got to get to this text before we go. Someone says, I've had someone stop in the middle of the circle to let someone in. That's exactly what I'm talking about. There's no yield in the middle of the circle. People right, get but, into these traffic circles. But and you're blaming the traffic circle. No, I'm blaming the people. Okay. I, I, and, but so it's argument, nothing wrong with the traffic circle. Right, and there's nothing wrong with Main out. Street. It's just there are people who have still not figured out. If they can drive on the tracks or not, just as if we've had traffic circles in Amherst since I was in high school. And you still have people who can't realize that don't realize that you don't stop in the middle. Once you're in the circle, you will take that circle until you are at the exit of the circle you want to go to. And I don't know what's so yeah. difficult about that. I uh, Somebody uh, just want to get to this text before we uh, log off here um, about the hospitals that these roads. And this is something I I kind of put the 33 in this. And this is when I think about the 33 is if you. Uh, it all start talking about take not using the 33 anymore, eliminating it. This is why I think most of the conversation about the 33 is covering it, not getting rid of the roadway at all, is because of the hospitals. There's a major route. Ask anyone who drives an ambulance uh, to get to ECMC, to get to the medical campus. But I, I guess, you know, the Skyway as well would be uh, for some people in that area of the South Towns. I mean, that would be, uh, you know, one of these routes that you take to get to the hospital, and uh, I don't think of the Skyway in terms of that as much as I do the 33, but uh, I think you have a point, whoever texted that in. In the 33, the hospitals are right on the 33. I mean, ECMC yeah. is literally right on the 33. It's got its own exit there at Greider. We'll find out more tomorrow. We <laughs> sure will. Later on today and tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow on Beamaz and Beamer. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.